So welcome to this episode of the Desmond Ong Show. Today we have Mr. Zach Benson, one of my good friends from the US. Uh, Zach, are you in the US now or are you somewhere else now? Because I know you travel all around the world. Yeah, normally I'm traveling every single week. I'm in a different country, another culture. But actually right now I'm in Iowa, USA. Oh, wow. So Which part Midwest. of Iowa? Uh, the capital, Des Moines. So I'm, you know, but still middle of nowhere. There's only uh, like farms and, and cows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm no stranger to Des Moines. I've actually been there before because I went to school oh. in University of Nebraska Lincoln. So that's not too far away. That's really close. That's just like two hours away. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I, I always love the Midwest because the people are just so nice. Like I remember the first time I landed in uh, Lincoln Airport, um, in Nebraska. I had uh, yeah. two big suitcases with me and I was pulling out my suitcases and they were really heavy because I was literally moving my entire room into the US at a time. And there were so many people that were fighting to help me carry my suitcases. I was like, are these, are these people here to rob me? Because <laughs> in, in Kuala Lumpur, yeah. Malaysia or pretty much any big cities, if anyone offers to help you with a suitcase, they want to rob you. They want to take your suitcase and open it up and take out the valuables, right? Uh, that's what yeah. the people in Midwest is. And that's how I feel about Zach. Uh, for, let me just quickly introduce you a little bit just so that people know who you are. Uh, yeah. Zach Benson is the CEO and founder of Instagram. Uh, he's, he's a f- forefront expert when it comes to Instagram, social media marketing. Uh, he has helped companies like Four Seasons, Ritz Carlton, Viceroy. And you work with a, some big influencers as well. So I, I want you to name drop their names later on. But more importantly, he is an award-winning dancer and he was a finalist for Fox TV's popular show, So You Think You Can Dance. So this guy can dance not only on social media, <laughs> he can dance on TV too. So uh, Zach, Welcome onto the show. So let's get started by picking your brain a little bit. So I want to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, your, your, how you got started in social media, how you got started with Instagram and why you, are such, why you are so focused on Instagram right now. Because a lot of kids today, they are very focused on, we know TikTok is one and then we have uh, YouTube and Instagram is one of them. But why Instagram for you? Yeah. So let, let me take you back to like where it all began, right? So I was actually born in South Korea. And then yep. adopted by my parents in Iowa. So I grew up here, um, went to high school, college here. Um, and, you know, for me growing up in the middle of Iowa, this Asian kid, you know, I, I spoke different. I looked different. I had a speech impediment. Couldn't say the letter R until I was in my 20s. And so I was this quiet kid, always getting mm. in trouble, getting bad grades. And so life wasn't looking too good for me until I found dancing. And dancing became my superpower, it became something I loved and was really good at it. And, you know, eventually I made it on to So You Think You Can Dance. And that kind of just, you know, kickstarted my career and taught dance workshops and performances all over the world. And so all was good, right? I was living life. I was doing something I loved. I was making a lot of money until I hurt my back in mm-hmm. India, which ended everything, man. I mean, right. I was rushed to the hospital, had to, you know, get a couple of surgeries and, you know, with no plan B. So I couldn't dance anymore. The same dude who got me into dancing called me up and was like, you know, Zach, I know you're depressed, but you got to get it on this Instagram thing. Like me and my brother, we're making a ton of money, you know, Mm -hmm. growing people's accounts. You got to get in on this. And so at that time, because of the medical bills and everything, I only had like $10,000 to my name. And so (laughs) I used that money to invest in an Instagram account that had 400,000 followers on it. And you know, just started growing everybody, man, and rinsed and repeated the process. And now we're, uh, you, we have a 220 million network on it and, you know, wow. growing the top marketers like Russell Brunson and Kiyosaki, all those guys. What, what were you doing in India? Were you traveling? 
Yeah, well, I was actually teaching, I was traveling, and, um, you know, funny enough, like, my sister was also adopted, so she was mm -hmm. born in Bangalore, India, so I was like, I want to go out and check check out India for her, and, um, and then I taught some dance workshops, and so during one of my workshops and my shows, I, I fell and I hurt my back, and that's, that's what ended it, man. This was mm -hmm. in, like, 2000, early 2016. So, it's not, interesting. Not too long it's really ago. It's really interesting because I, I've met so, ma so many people out there when they had a huge obstacle in their life uh, and they just call it quit right away. But you pivoted, you, you saw it as a silver lining and you went into social media, Instagram right now and you are blowing up literally. And when people think about Instagram, people think about your name, which is yeah. crazy, right? In, in our circle, yeah. literally, we think, people think about Instagram growth, they think about Zach yeah. Benson. So yeah. Instagram is really powerful, but a lot of people think Instagram is just a tool to share Instagram stories, what they eat, uh, what they do. Uh, but what, what are some potential of Instagram for a small business? So maybe a retail store, maybe a restaurant. What can they do? What, what, can, what can they use Instagram for? Yeah, I always tell people like your name is like your most important asset, right? It's like yeah. you're the commodity, you're the business. So, I mean, it's your lifestyle, like what you do every single day that you need to show and, and, and share with the world. And so that's why Instagram is so powerful almost 2 billion active users. I mean, mm -hmm. they just launched something really, really cool for like small businesses and e-commerce stores. And um, so that people can just simply, you know, log into Instagram, go to the home uh, page and see things that they want to buy, go to restaurants that they want to eat at, you know, order food online. Um, and so there's a huge opportunity here. So whether you're like a wine store, you have a winery in Tuscany, Italy, or you have like yeah. a local restaurant or shop like here in Iowa, um, there's huge opportunity because when you, you're able to rank for the top uh, keywords and search terms that people are searching for daily, um, that's going to drive traffic to your business and bring more customers in the door. It's like I work with, uh, I've done with some work with like Dubai, you know, the, the, now this was a big project, but they wanted to target 10 countries. And by 2020, which now they're like, I want to, we want to get 20 million visits just through Instagram. And we're targeting 10 countries, Nordics, you know, Indochina, all over. And so what we did is we brought destination influencers from these countries to mm -hmm. create content, share about their experience, and, and get paid to post. And, and so it's a massive, massive business. There's, it's like a $20 billion influencer marketing, $20 billion industry. It's growing fast. Well, talking about this, uh, I don't know if you watched the Fire documentary on oh, uh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 relatable, isn't it? Because they got like some really big influencer, I believe. Uh, what what's her name? Kendall Kendall Jenner, is oh, that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And she was posting and promoting the the Fire Festival, which turned out to be a fraud. Uh, but just that shows how powerful Instagram marketing really is. And all they did was post posting like a square photo that has nothing but like a plain color. Did you know about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, I also saw that she like they actually paid her to post, right? And so yeah. then, and then she had to give like um, you know, like half of that money back. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it, it's crazy. The fire festival, like, and then you know, mega celebrities like The Rock and Conor McGregor, and and it's like they partner up with like Under Armour, Reebok, and you know, they sell out in hours. And now they're starting up their own products, you know, their own whiskeys, their own tequilas, and yeah, they're just you know crushing it. 
because because Instagram is really the new way to do uh, visual. I'll call it a video based commercial if you think about it. I mean, back in the in the past, maybe our parents when they would decide whether they want to buy something, they'll look onto a TV. They'll be watching like uh, you know the Super Bowl and they'll see a Super Bowl commercial and they'll be like, oh, I want that. They buy that, right? But right now, the way we make decisions is purely based on social media. I mean, for most of us, I know my girlfriend Sally, what she does is if she wants to go to a restaurant, she's going to check them out on Instagram first. When she wants to go to a nail salon, she's going to check them out on, on, on Instagram first. That's what most people do. And I think uh, I do that. I do the same as well. Before I, I buy anything, uh, before I go and experience anything at all, I'll check them out. Even hotels, if I'm about to book a hotel, let's say I'm going to Bali, right? Uh, yeah. I'm looking for a hotel in Bali. I'm going to check out and look look at the, the hotel rooms. I, I don't go to their website. That's the funny thing. I've never, in fact, I don't even think I've ever booked a hotel uh, by making a decision by looking at the photos on the website. I go onto the Instagram. I look at what's, what, what they post and, and other people's uh, posts as well and make a decision from there. I think Instagram is so powerful because of that right now. And I think most people are underestimating the power of Instagram because most people think, okay, when it comes to Instagram, we're only going to run ads. I think it's yes. quite important to actually build a channel as well. The way I use Instagram is so we use it to nurture our leads. Uh, we tell people that don't buy our products or prospects that haven't but buy our products, tell them, hey, follow me on Instagram, watch my Instagram story, uh, see what I do on a daily basis. And one, one of the things that we notice and one of the things that we track is that, you know, they don't buy right away, but two to three months later, because they, they were watching our stories pretty much every single day, yeah. the, the rapport was being built up. And two to three months later, they end up buying something from us. So I, I really believe that it's so important to cultivate relationship with your prospect through the power of Instagram story because it's become a new norm, right? But what's your thought about the new incoming TikTok situation? There's a lot of people doing TikTok challenges now. There's a lot of people getting on the TikTok now and it's so easy to get your videos viral on TikTok, I guess, compared to Instagram. And a lot of people are moving from Instagram to TikTok as well. So what's your thought on TikTok right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great platform. Um, I mean, it's growing super, super fast, right? Um, um, I'm actually on TikTok now too, so like I'm I'm going on with all in on that. The content though is it's just a little bit different, right? You got to be more yeah. like um, piquing people's interest and doing some crazy dances yeah. or you know creating your own fun, and it's uh, it's a little bit different than Instagram. So I think there's a huge opportunity there for like marketing and you know ads and TikTok. Um, influencers to blow up your business and mm -hmm. services so I mean I'm with it I'm we're investing in, in it and we're doing it and we're going our own um, starting our own courses and our own agency around it too so wow yeah. so what, yeah. what are you guys doing on TikTok right now are you guys just putting up videos and you know what do you guys do I mean from A to Z just helping um helping the clients like dial in a solid content strategy teaching them the basics teaching them how to do everything um, from like the posts, the filters, all of that, how to edit. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're also just, um, you know, duplicating our influencer network that was, you know, on Instagram to, to TikTok. So we're creating our own growth campaigns and uh, competitions to grow people's TikToks. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, you, you can see me, um, even though I hurt my back, you know. <laughs> Are you still dancing on TikTok? Ago, yeah, I'm yeah. getting back into it. I'm getting back into it. Yeah. I've never seen so many people dance. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, think about it, Zach. Like maybe years ago, people would be dancing in a disco and a nightclub. And yeah. now people are dancing on TikTok. I just, I just thought it's crazy like, the, 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 the things that are changing today. Um, and TikTok is aggressively promoting their ad 
system and app platform as well. I keep seeing them trying to get people to advertise on their platforms. I think TikTok is going to be one of those things where uh, it's, I wouldn't say it will replace Instagram. I think Instagram will be here for a long time. I think it, it's going to replace um, Snapchat first because yeah. I, I feel like Snapchat is dying. If you think about it, you barely hear anything about Snapchat today, right? I think Snapchat yeah. is pretty much on like decline. Snapchat and Twitter, like they're kind of declining. I mean, still people yeah. are active, you know, on Twitter, but yeah. I mean, just both of those platforms, they kind of took a hit when right. Instagram right. And, and you, rolled out stories and yeah. like TikTok. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. I think Zuckerberg is just going to copy what they do and then he's going to morph them into Instagram or something. You know, that's what he's going to do. But, you know, one thing that I, I would like to ask you is about Instagram marketing because we have quite a number of business owners and small business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs that are following us. Let's say they are getting started right now. Maybe they have a business. Maybe they have an e-commerce business. Maybe they have a digital product, a digital course business online. How can they start using Instagram to grow their business? Any ideas for, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs at all? Would you recommend them to do paid advertising, buy followers? Or what would you recommend them to do? Well, you know, the quickest way to do anything I feel like in life is like to buy, buy into people's uh, programs. Like you, you, you kind of like buy your way in is really the quickest, right? Because right. if you're able to like pay a big, big time influencer and give them money to promote one of your products and, um, and then after that you can leverage and use that user generated content that they create and create the buzz. Like, Hey, we've worked with so-and-so, uh, you know, a lister, she's got 10 million followers. Maybe it costs you you know, a couple thousand bucks or so, but then you can use that to reach out to the micro influencers and basically have these micro people that have 10,000, 50,000, hundred thousand followers promote your stuff for free. And mm -hmm. you'd be surprised. It's still like, still works today. It's like a lot of people just love free stuff, whether it's like free hotels. Like I, I've gotten over 700 nights some of the world's best hotels in the past three years for my me and my friends just using instagram and leveraging wow. other people's accounts and so you don't always have to own your own obviously it's better to own your own instagram asset and to have an awesome page that's just crushing it and going viral but if you're first getting started i'd, I'd recommend building relationships with other influencers and people in your niche and industry and paying them to promote because then it's going to give you a head start and leverage that you can use to um you know get your products in front of people for free so okay that, that, that that's all i do or you know you, you know how it works like in life yep. it's like people got to buy your programs if yep. they want to like level up and, and 10x their life and their business like you gotta you know work with you guys and so it's just it's just a shortcut it's like they could like you know read a book or you know try to hustle and go through a course but Really, I feel like you got to just hire people, hire the best, and work with the best, and you're gonna. Okay, so that's 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 interesting. Like, for example, let's say if I want to get started, I'm starting a brand new business right now, and I want to grow social media presence. You would recommend me to go towards uh, finding an influencer. Ideally, would how many followers would you say minimum? Would you say a hundred thousand followers, fifty thousand followers? Yeah, yeah, the minimum. Yeah, that sounds okay, about so right. So we go around, let's say we go with 75,000 followers, right? That's right smack in the middle. We say, hey, we're going to pay you and you're going to grow my account. You're going to have, you have me promote. And what do you do? Do you do a giveaway? Is that what you do? Yeah, well, so there's a few different ways. And, and why, why I suggest that you, rec why I recommend that you reach out to um, bigger accounts than you um, when you're starting out is because these people have been through it all. 
They've mm -hmm. done the automation. They've done right. the softwares, the story viewers, all of the yep. giveaways, everything that's out there, they know about it. And so when you just go straight to them, it's like, hey, do you have any growth packages or shout out options? It's like you can cut through all of that, the, the, the bad stuff, right? The bad cookies. And you can just go straight to stuff that works. And mm -hmm. so you're going to save time and money. And so that's why I recommend um, reaching out to influencers in your niche that are just killing it on Instagram because they've been through, they've been there, done that. And then you right. can just pay them for what works or they might know somebody that can help um, grow your account. And so, right. Um, so then the no, next I mean, thing that you do is you, you use the association with the, with the influencer, the, the famous influencer, and you go down and look for micro influencers, people with maybe 10,000, 25,000, 20,000 followers and try to work with them on a free basis or maybe even on a profit sharing or commission basis. Right. Is that what you do? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, my company does this, right? I mean, we grow people's accounts, but like what, what we're, we do everything, but what we, what we're doing now is like, let's say that, um, um, you know, people, people want to grow. So instead of like charging the money, we say, Hey, we're just going to take a certain percentage of your business. Right. And that could be anywhere from, you know, 10%, 25%, sometimes 50%. Mm -hmm. It really just depends, but we grow it and then we help them monetize. And so that's what we're doing right. now. Um, but yeah, I really recommend that you work with influencers and how the growth strategies work nowadays is that you have to get a bunch of them to like shout you out and promote you and advertise uh, your page on their wall and, and through stories um, and through Instagram lives. And, and that's, what's going to help your, your page grow um, with right. a targeted audience. Um, and so I tell people those three things like, Grow your page, work with influencers, and then run ads. And when you have everything dialed in, then you're going to start making money. But first, you need to create some really good content. So I guess you, you don't need the curves because a lot of people think in order for you to be really popular on Instagram, you got to have the curves. You got to look pretty and sexy all the time. You got to be traveling to Bali every month. <laughs> you got to be oh. on the beach and taking bikini photos. A lot of people think that a lot of people think that men are a lot harder to grow their Instagram accounts. Uh, they think that it's easier for female to do it. Uh, what's your thought on that? So if you guys take a look at my, my account, right? Zach Vacay. It's my yeah. personal one. It's only got 76,000. 100 followers or so right but people ask me like why isn't it bigger well i haven't spent any money on it i didn't mm. spend one single penny so i wanted to prove a concept i want to say like hey if i can do it then you can do it because all that page is guys is reposted content so this is a page that's basically finding other viral travel content that's already on instagram that other people created and reposting it onto my page giving them credit and then growing, uh, growing it through our strategies right. and it's for free. So like, why not? And so I'm basically monetizing that page by two ways. So I'm, I, I travel reposted content and then it's like, Hey, learn how we travel the world for free. They down arrow brings them to my Forbes article. So when people click on the Forbes, it's all about me. And then how, you know, we growth hack Instagram accounts and do the free travel stuff. And at the end of the article, what happens, um, Desmond, is that every single day, 50 people opt into that and say, yes, I want the free guides. I want to learn more. And which brings them to my chat bot. And then everything is automated where they get the free guide. They type in their email. We build up the chat bot subscribers. And then we bring them into a free Facebook group. And then I get people signed up for my you know, $2,000 travel academy where I teach people how to travel for free and become an influencer. And 
I mean, that, that's how it works. So it's like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be the most beautiful or most handsome person. You mm-hmm. can just start a repost page and start monetizing and doing affiliate deals. Right. Where, you know, so, so that's really interesting because a lot of people think you have to be a content creator to, to consistently grow your, uh, your Instagram account. And I like the fact that you're, you're sharing the fact that, you know, what you do is you go out there and find great content and you put it onto your, your Instagram page and you just give credit and it just grow by itself. And that's, that's fantastic. So, which, which leads me to me wanting to ask you this because right now uh, we are in a very much a social media age. There's a lot of people um, that are trying to, you know, display something. I mean, they want to be famous online, whether you like it or not. They want to have a lot of followers. And some people go into the path of, I call it a dark side, right? Like, like Star Wars, the dark side. And yeah. uh, some people decided that they wanted to use... Um, you know, they like to attack basically anything. They like to be on the, yeah. the other side. Well, instead of complimenting, they like to attack. Some people call them haters. Some people call them trolls. But essentially, these people are getting quite famous online just by attacking, yeah. let's say they'll attack gurus, right? Even if, 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 if the gurus have nothing to do with them, they will just find a reason to use their names, use their photos on their social media, especially on YouTube and Instagram. Like, what are your thoughts on these people that are attacking these gurus? Okay, it's it's like one thing. It's right. You can get a selfie with someone, but then it's like, okay, that's cool. But then, do you have a story with them? Are you like adding value to their to them? Are you helping them um, bring in more customers and sales for their business? Like, if you're able to do that with celebrities and influencers, man, that's a that's another level. That's another story. Um, but you know, there's always haters, and it's like, but the thing is, thing is, is that like when you go up and and you go up in life and you become more famous and you, you become a target. Right. So whether you're like a, a motivational speaker like Gary Vee or Tony Robbins or like a rapper like Eminem or 6ix9ine, you know, it's like these yeah. guys are, you know, they all have their different styles and different way of doing things. Um, so, you know, some people like them, some people love them, but I always think like, who cares? Like move on to the next, move on to the people that actually get it. Pay, pay attention to the people that are actually listening and you know Mother Teresa has haters too (laughs) yeah which is like you know it it doesn't make sense at all but you know what I really want to discuss is on the mental health side because literally there are people that committed suicide there are people that went into depression because their social media posts are not getting enough likes or some people are calling them ugly online and some people are calling them fake online some people are calling them scam online right yeah I mean, you, you must deal with a lot of that because you have a quite a significant number of followers and you deal with a lot of influencers' accounts. So yes. how, how did you overcome that mental limitation or mental issues that's, that's sipping into your mind telling you that, oh, maybe I am a fraud or maybe I am fat or maybe I'm fake, right? Because everybody online is just trying to throw at, throw at you and try to hit on you. How did you deal yeah. with that? Well, I think everybody does to a certain extent. You know, we all like to look good. We all, I mean, like to look nice and presentable and... Yeah. Um, right to a certain extent Um, but I think it was learning how to be comfortable in my own skin and not like caring and being afraid of looking bad and that's what dance really helped me with Mm -hmm. Um, because when you're dancing when you're freestyling you know the way that I listen to the music and I I move and I react and it's different than you it's different than Webster right it's different than other people on the street but the way I feel is just the way I feel it because it's me being me and so it's about being more of you and being, being the best you. And 
you know, there's times when you're not always going to look the best. And, um, you know, there's times people are going to laugh or you, you th it's in the mind. Cause wouldn't you agree? Like a lot of us, like we assume things or we think things and we worry about things that probably might never, ever happen, right. but we stress out about that. And most of the times those things never come true, but we, you know, stress out about it. And so that's just the same thing is like, I think, it's a mental game, right? What, what, like, what do you think? It's like, yeah, what, what, what do you think about that? Well, well, if you look at, I, I'll just use a really good example. I, thought, I think it would be a funny example. Just look at what Donald Trump does on Twitter. He yeah. just posts anything <laughs> at all. Uh, well, whether you like him or hate him, I, I think his Twitter, Twitter feed is actually quite entertaining. I think he's the most yeah. entertaining president that, that America That's ever true. had in a really long time. Uh, but that, that, garners attention if you look at it because we are in an attention economy and there's a lot of fake news going on there's a lot of fake media going on there's a lot of people spreading news that be that could be inaccurate and if you're able to get attention then people can actually listen yeah. to you and that's when you really get the biggest benefit of the doubt yeah fake money fake, fake teachers fake assets right Kiyosaki. right so yeah so i i think i think you know, getting attention is, has become a lot more important, which is why what you do, helping people get more people to, you know, pay attention to their accounts, pay attention to their messages. I think that's really, really important as well. Uh, I think dealing with that is going to be tough for a lot of people, especially people that are just getting started on social media and, and kids too, right? People that are in the early 20s. They have, let's say they have an Instagram account and then they blew up. They got like 10, 20, 30,000 followers in like a week's time. And they just didn't know how to deal with it because they are not mature enough or they don't have a strong enough inner game to deal with problems like that. So which is why I think building the core is really important. And getting used to it is really important because I've seen influencers quit because of they they got so much haters online they quit they've got like hundreds and thousands of subscribers followers uh, in less than a few months and they just quit because they just couldn't handle the the, the pressure. Yeah, the, your... it's it, it's the pressure, right? It's the pressure, but then it's it's like also it's like anything, right? As an entrepreneur, like an artist, or like any anything in life, right? I mean, it's it's just a hard hard thing, and it's a hard long journey right and sometimes it's lonely and it's like you're gonna have haters you're gonna have some upset people and, and clients that that talk bad about you i mean you're gonna yeah. have of course hopefully a lot of good people but it's like you gotta you gotta you know stick to your guns and 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 know inside that you're better and you're meant for something more and to stay focused keep learning stay hungry stay humble keep your mm -hmm. ego low um and and maintain the right mi positive mindset to keep on going and never ever give up because I think you know a lot of people even Olympic athletes and pro athletes it's like man there's times where it's just like practice sucks like training like yeah. in Bolt you know like mm. you know his documentary it's like man it's like he was like work himself out so hard that he would like get sick and you know like throw up because he was practicing so hard so it's just about showing up and I think doing, um, showing up every single day and being consistent right. with the small things and they'll add up to big results eventually. Well, Zach, I know you work with a lot of really big names. Uh, I don't know if you can name drop them at all, uh, but if you can, that would be great. Uh, maybe tell, tell us or share with us stories or maybe lessons that you have learned working with some of these big names because i know you work with kiyosaki robert kiyosaki so yeah. I'm, that's going to be an interesting experience i want to hear like what are the lessons that you learned 
from people like him or if you yeah, have even yeah, bigger yeah, names yeah. that you could yeah, drop. So, so this was the book that I, that, so I got the, like one of the first copies and then, you know, he wow, signed it. At his, look at that. At wow. his, uh, at his office in, in Arizona. And um, it was always a dream of mine just to work with him because he was, he was, uh, you know, a guy that I grew up reading is all of his books and stuff. But I mean, he's sharp and like all these guys are. And it's like, you got to know your numbers. And so that's one of the biggest thing I learned from him is you got to be quick on your feet and prepared for anything or for any question that somebody will toss at you. Um, and so, you know, I learned real quick. It's like, okay, if somebody's going to say, Hey, you know, I want to launch a book. How much is it going to cost? Like, what are you going to do? I gotta, I gotta confidently say like my numbers and say, we're going to do this, this and that, and this is how much it's going to cost. And, um, man, it's just, you know, that, and then, you know, we work with like Russell Brunson, one of the top marketers in the world and grow his, instagram and work with his team and and we've been doing that for almost like a year and a half now so working with a lot of people and continue to work with, with a, a lot of amazing celebrities but yeah can't name them all but and i think it's um you know they're famous for a reason <laughs> and it's so like yeah, which is interesting because I want to ask you this because I teach a lot of people how they can start their very own consulting business. Let's say they want to do Facebook ads for a small business owner, right? Yeah. And they'll go out there and they'll source these clients and they'll help them out. They'll create their own agency. And one of the biggest complaints that I often get from you know my mentees and my students is that, oh, Desmond, you know my clients are being difficult with me. Uh, my clients are trying to get a bargain from me what do I do right how did you do a situation like that let's say a bad client how did you deal with a bad client well so the thing is is that everybody likes a good deal and a lot of people like things for free and so I always think about how I can make people feel loved and respected um, by giving them what they want now maybe when I do a pitch it's like hey I do this you might need that and this the combo package the whole works but maybe they really just want to start with one thing so then I just give them I, what I've learned is just to give them that start small and build up but let's say like a bad client right where something just went wrong the thing is is that I'd rather have like I'd rather do whatever's in my power to make it right for that person whether that's going to cost me money give them a refund um, and then over deliver and surprise them with some extra goodies then have them then then cut it quits and and have them say bad things about me and my company right so mm -hmm. um i'm just trying to figure out ways to get everybody to say like you said when when you need to grow on instagram when you need to be seen known all over the place all over the world you you go to zach benson he's your guy right and so i want everybody right. to think that and say that and to write that and comment that on on people's social media so that's all I'm focused on. So, you know, sometimes it does suck when you have bad clients and mm -hmm. you do want to just cause call it quits and, and, and things bad, but I always figure out ways at least to get on a call with them myself. Sometimes normally if things really are, are heated and talk to them and just listen and figure out what, what, what really went wrong and how can we make it right. And once they um, feel listened to and understood, then they can, they cool down usually and we can figure out a solution. Right. So we're working together to come to a solution. I, I like, I like that. I like that. So talking about this, like, would you recommend um, people to start an agency at this time right now, this year, 
if they're thinking about starting an agency, it could be Instagram, it could be YouTube, it could be Google, it could be, you know, it could, it could even be a tax consulting agency, right? Do you think this is a good time to start right now with so many small businesses contracting and they're, they're, they're not doing that well right now? I think like, man, I always think that there's always opportunity, right? If you, if mm-hmm. you go all in and you learn from the best and you surround yourself with the best and you yeah. buy the right programs, like pretty much you just learn it and you do it. So even now there's still a lot of opportunity here. Like oh, yeah. if you go about it, doing it, doing it the right way and building up a brand and a name for yourself by, yeah, maybe like right now you won't be able to get paid like your ideal amounts, but do some work for free or, you know, have the client pay the hard costs, build up like five, six, 12 testimonials or so. Yeah. And then start charging premium prices a little bit later. Like, I feel like, man, anybody could just run with that. You take a course, you build up your brand a little bit, you do some work for free, and then you get paid what you want to, you know, down the road. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. One of the things that I'm recommending a lot of people who are getting started right now is to just go out to business owners that are not online because there are a lot of them, right? Mm -hmm. And help them establish an online presence. Opening an Instagram account is free. Takes you, what, a couple of minutes? Uh, Opening a Facebook page is free. Takes you, what, a couple of minutes, right? Designing a photo, designing like a banner takes you a few more minutes on Canva, on Photoshop, whatever it is. And in exchange, you could get a testimonial which will establish you once all of this crisis is over. I really think right now, you should, everybody should be busier than ever. But if you're not busy, that means you're sitting around watching Netflix. I mean, if you're watching good Netflix, like, you know, motivational stuff, great. I, 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 that's good, great. Right? But if you're watching things that is like absolutely time wasting, that's not that's not gonna be very helpful, right? Yeah. So um, you travel a lot, yeah. Okay. Now we are in a lockdown. Where is one place you want to go the moment the borders are open and the moment the lockdown is over? I want to know because I I already have that in my mind. I already know exactly where I went, where I want to go, which hotel I'm gonna stay, but I just can't get there yet because the borders are still closed, right? What what is one yeah. place you wish you're at right now? I, I got I gotta hear your answer too. But for me, um, you know, I love the Maldives, right? It's just somewhere like tropical. I can surf, I can I can um scuba dive, I can, you know, do water sports, it's chill on yachts. It's fun, man. It's relaxing to me. I need some sunshine, I need some beach time, some right. some, some water. But uh I I love the Maldives, I love Bora Bora, I love all those tropical places. Um how about you? Well, uh, I was reading a news yesterday that was saying that Bali is going to be opening it up for tourists. So oh, Bali yeah. is really close to where I am, about an hour and a half away. Um, so it makes sense to just go to Bali. And I want to do the same thing. I, I just feel like when you are in a house or in a home for so long, you just want to see the horizon. You just want to see ocean. You just want to see the sun, you know? So I want to go and, and do some jet skiing, do some snorkeling, some scuba, whatever it is. I just want to be out there. It could just be me lying on the beach. That's all I want. And we've been looking at Bali hotels. We've been looking at a short vacation to Bali. But we're just waiting for the borders to be open. Um, but the the situation with this is that there's so many tourism companies that are shutting down. I don't know if you're familiar with that or you know about that. A lot of hotels in Malaysia, there is one hotel closing down every day pretty much. Uh, which is just really, really upsetting because the whole entire industry is getting wiped out. So hopefully we see a recovery very, very soon. Hopefully, you know, things are back to normal as quickly as possible because I think, 
I don't know about you, do you feel really constrained because you travel a lot and I travel a lot too. I felt like usually at this time I'm going to be in the airport, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stuck here in Iowa, right? Middle of nowhere, man. I was like, I want to, I have the travel bug, you know, it's like, I have like, I'm so excited once things open up and we can start traveling again. And, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do is because so many hotels are hurting right now and, um, and, and having hard times. Like what we're trying to do is, uh, you know, just simply do free work for them, like give them free shout outs on some of our big travel pages, like luxury hotels, mm -hmm. and give them free hashtags and free growth. And, you know, it's, it's cool to like, be able to like pay them back now. Because a lot of them are saying like, wow, Zach, it's like, you know, normally, I only get hit up when people want something from me and want to stay at my hotel for free. But it's really right. refreshing to see how like, you're actually like reaching out to us during these hard times, like, anytime you want to come, in the future with you and your friends, like, you know, we got you. Like, mm. you know, so let me know when you go to Bali, man. We got the hookups. Oh, I love to. I love to. So I want to end this podcast by asking you a question that has nothing to do with uh, marketing, nothing to do with business. I want to talk about your experience on, on a TV show. So you think you can dance? Uh, how did you get on there? Why did you decide to participate? And what was it like dancing in front of so many people, in front of like uh, a national audience? You know, maybe yeah. you want to share your experience a little bit about that because some, some people, they want to get on TV, but they want to know what the feeling is like. They want to know the experience. Yeah. Well, so um, I, auditioned, I auditioned three times and each time in LA, the biggest city. So everybody who didn't like make it in Chicago or Atlanta or Milwaukee, they came back to LA and they tried out again. So really big competition. And um, I remember when I first tried out, um, man, I waited in line for like 15 hours in the street in the cold overnight. They opened the doors in the morning, everybody rushed in. And again, you waited for like six hours before you finally danced. And so it was a lot of waiting, like you don't see that on the TV show. Um, but the first two rounds are freestyle rounds. So it's like they choose a song, you dance to it. And then, you know, they call you up and say, hey, you know, you two come come up, like the rest of you go home. And so it's really scary. And then also being on the stage with the live, live judges and the lights and the cameras coming in and out of your face, like five of them. You don't know where to look. It's kind of like you get blinded by the spotlight, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's, you know, I like that adrenaline. I like that. I like that spotlight. Cause that's when I, you know, I'm usually clutch and I execute and, you know, I shine, but it, you know, at times, you know, in the beginning it was scary. <laughs> but wow. it's, it's worth it. Well, when, when was this? Was this many years ago or was it recently? Yeah, this was like 2000, um, this was like 2010, 2011. This was like, man, this was like nine years ago. Right. And so any, any special lesson that you learned out of this uh, experience? Because I know a lot of people that I met that went on reality TV shows before, they always tell me that the experiences is different and they always get a lot of life lessons out of it. So I'm just wondering if you got any life lessons out of your experience yeah, well, so I so I didn't so I didn't win the show or anything, but basically, one executive producer said, "You know, Zach, you just don't have what it takes to go all the way and win it." But uh, and so I stopped after that. I stopped auditioning and stopped trying out. But then the other executive producer was like, "You know, Zach, don't put your eggs all in one basket. Like, go out and make a name for yourself. Like, like you gotta like go out and contact Nesley and Nesquik and and build a brand and you're really good at break dancing so why don't you go uh, out and teach that all around the world and so what I learned from that is just to basically um, 
you know, if you don't win it all, it's not the end of the world. There's other things that you can do. There's other things that you can try. And there's other ways to make a living. And so even though I didn't win, even though I wasn't the best break dancer, I figured out a way to make six figures, a thousand dollars an hour, just teaching break dance to mom and pop dance studios, you know, recreational studios all around Iowa, Nebraska, Midwest. And, and, you know, that's what I learned. And, you know, I also learned like indirectly just from all the other contestants and the, the champions that I saw them audition several times. Like when I was younger, you know, season one, I, I, I was like, Oh, well, they didn't make it that season. Then they didn't make it that next season. They kept trying out. And so that's really what I learned out. I was like, okay, well, this game of life is like that. You just got to keep trying and trying and trying and trying. And, and, you know, eventually you'll, you know, improve and, and, and maybe even make it. I think the keyword is really determination. A lot of people just give up way too early, give up too fast. Uh, and when they encounter one roadblock, they just, you know, they just retreat. And that's that's not a good thing for everybody, right? That's not a good thing for themselves. When you're trying something new, maybe just give it a try and keep going until you, you don't get to a point where you feel satisfied that you try your best. I think most people today, they just don't try their best. That's That's an issue that... I personally take it quite personally because I feel like a lot more people have potentials to be a lot better version of themselves, but they just don't try because of laziness, because of, you know, fear, fear of success, fear of failure. We talk about that a lot. Well, Zach, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing so much tips tonight. And it's amazing to hear a combination of an Instagram marketer and a dancer yeah. from Iowa. That's, that's going to be a little bit weird for me to digest that, right? Uh, but we are technically uh, some sort of uh, Asian Midwest brothers being from, you know, living in Nebraska for four and a half years in Des Moines, right? So we know what's it like. Uh, we have the Huskers yeah. in uh I don't, I don't know what's the Des Moines team anymore, but it's, it's yeah. big. It's big. I love it. Iowa is one of my favorite states as well. Underrated. The Midwest is a really underrated place in America. So yeah. uh, with that I'm said, back. thank you so I'm much, back. Zach, for coming on. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, how can people follow you? You've got an Instagram account, right? Zach Vacay. Is that right? Yeah, Zach Vacay is my personal luxury hotels. It's one of our hotels. I won't list them all. We got a ton, but connect with me there. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to um, support you guys in any way. Um, our Instagram site is uh, assistogram, assistogram.us. That's our site. So if you need help with that, hit us up. But yeah, we'd love to connect with you guys. It's always cool connecting with them, you know, fellow Asians mm-hmm. and um, all over the world, which is all great. over the world, you know. So thanks yeah. for having me. It's been fun. Th- thank you so much, Zach.